0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of My Black is Transnational. My name is Dr. Kalechi Bay Lamberts, and coming up on today's episode, I'll be having a conversation discussing what it is to be a Moor. I get into a deep conversation with Brother Kujo L from the Canaan Land Moors and the Moorish community, and we talk a little bit about the impact of the Moorish community, why it's important for us to understand the mission and the purpose of it and why black people need to develop a nationhood and that nationhood is the moorish nation so we get into a very very rich conversation that i think will be very interesting for you the listener um, and make you think a little bit about the unification of the black community and how deep it can really be but before we get into that if this is your first time listening to my blackest transnational You can find this episode, you can find this podcast on any of your favorite podcast listening apps. Please make sure to download and subscribe to the podcast if you like what you hear. You can listen to this episode, you can listen to episodes from the past two seasons. Um, And if you want to learn more or you want to follow us, you can follow us on Instagram at Black Transnational Podcast. You can follow me, the host, at Black Transnational underscore. You can check out our website at www.blacktransnational.wixsite.com slash podcast. And that's where you can find all the information regarding the podcast guest. You can listen to samples of the episodes and you can find the podcast platform that you prefer to listen to this episode on. So I um, and then also you can find us on Facebook at Black Transnational Podcast as well. If Facebook is your thing. All right. So, yes, um, I am very excited to share with you all my conversation with brother Kujo L um, was a really, really deep, wise um, educator and I think you can tell from the conversation that we have that he's a very knowledgeable brother. So let me know what you think. Please provide your feedback, comments, and reviews when you are subscribing and downloading the podcast. And without any further ado, let's begin the show.
1: Welcome to My Dad's Podcast, My Black is National Season 3. You can find us on anywhere you like to listen to good podcasts. Follow us on Instagram or Facebook. Hope you enjoy the show. Bye.
0: hello everyone welcome to my blackest transnational and our guest for today is brother kujo l representing the Canaanland moors um which i am very intrigued and interested in learning and being enlightened about because this is something that we really don't talk about enough here on my blackest transnational so i um, very excited to have on brother kujo l peace peace to you brother welcome aboard how you doing
2: Everything's peaceful, brother. How's everything with you?
0: Can't complain, man, man. We just taking it one day at a time and, and just keep on living, man. So what's going yeah, on? Um, I'm curious to learn a lot about, you know, just w- what you represent and, and the Canaan Moors and the Moors of America. Uh, you know, could you could you first and foremost just let our listeners, just introduce yourself to our listeners and let them know who you are?
2: Well, peace. I am Kudro L., um, I'm your, I'm your brother who has been studying this information dealing with our nationality and birthrights for roughly 10, 12 years, mm. um, um, came into consciousness in maybe like the mid nineties, um, through Rastafarianism, but, um, in the travel of getting to know myself, I came into this information about the Moorish paradigm and it was, it was most intriguing and still has my attention to this day than, than any of the other schools of thought that we are a part of. So, um, you know, I'm just here to share some information and, and hopefully give some, some energy to positive thought.
0: I appreciate that brother. And I'm very, very curious to learn because from my I want to know what you know in regards to just who the Moors are and why is it important for us to know who the Moors are. Because from my learning, you know, growing up and and just my little minimal exposure to the Moors, it was that there was a history that was tied into Spain and North Africa, um, specifically Morocco. And it were essentially black Muslims or dark-skinned Muslims that... At some point, history said transition into what is the present day um, Arab and uh, people of Arabic descent or Arabic descent. Forgive me. Um, So, yes, like, but that's the extent to my knowledge. um, And I mean, there's some other things here and there, but I do not know the depth of it. And, you know, and I think there are some deeper connections to it, especially when it comes to our ties to Africa. So I'm really curious to to learn what you know and who the Moors are.
2: But where we could start is um with a Moor by the name of Noble Drew Ali, who in in the nineteen twenties he was basically going around the Americas teaching our people, the people who are classified as Negro, black, colored, mm. that we actually aren't that. We are descendants of Moors and our history is uh, beyond 50,000-year-old history, and a lot of it has to do with this side of the hemisphere because a lot of the talk that we get from from the scholars of, of uh, quote-unquote, pan-African thought is that we're all coming from over there. Mm-hmm. But if at one time there wasn't an Atlantic Ocean, over there and over here is actually the same place. hmm that's why when we look on both sides of the hemisphere, we could see that the cultures are the same. You know, there might be some minor variances, but ultimately, a pyramid is a pyramid. And if those are all over the world, then the people who built the pyramids were probably all over the world, not just in one specific location. Mm. So we know from a historical perspective, that all these people that we're talking about that are known as the um, ancient ones, or the the council of the gods, or the the original man. Whatever we know, all those people were dark-skinned people. Mm-hmm. When we look at the definition of a term, Blackamore, Blackamoor, B-L-A-C-K, hyphen A, hyphen M-O-O-R. Mm-hmm. It lets you know that. In the definition, it lets you know that black is the adjective and it's describing the more, which is the being. So what happened in history is that more got taken out and we got classified as black. So in finding all this out, Nobu presented to the unconscious Moors in America that you're actually not Negro, black, or colored. You're Moors. And more means any dark-skinned person, especially the African Negro. And the African Negro means the so-called black people who are said to have been brought over here by some Europeans on ships when the people were already here. But I yield the floor there if you have any other questions.
0: Oh, yeah, okay. Now I, I was going to let you keep on. But um, yeah, so, so like, does that mean that the actual, you know, the idea of being a Negro, right, and being um, black is something that you, in your, in your exploration and knowledge, is something that we should shed and not embrace?
2: Yes, because it, it is a, a misclassification of the human species because people aren't colors mm. and people aren't continents. And people aren't adjectives. If if we're if we're calling ourselves a thing, then we get treatment like a thing instead of treatment like a human being.
0: Hmm.
2: If that makes sense.
0: Oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense.
2: Um, So so that's why, that's why the idea of we're not that, and then we go from there. Yeah. But but once we keep saying that we're that, then the the treatment of things always applies. Hmm. And then our def- our defense of um, our defense of those people are doing something to us, because of the color of our skin is is not really a reality. Hmm. Because I... They're they're just acting on what it is that that we're presenting to them. If we're presenting that we're black and then when you look up black it means everything negative then they're automatically going to claim white which means everything pure and mm-hmm. who's god looking after the the devilish people or the pure people
0: mm. and i mean it seems like that that is very powerful brother because from my understanding in, in interpreting what you're saying it feels like you know the more we continue to use the word like i'm black and and relate and tied things into the color of our skin, then the more we are essentially subconsciously embracing this idea of objectifying ourselves and labeling ourselves as the things in which which have historically been abused and, and treated as things instead of human beings. Is that is that what I'm hearing correctly?
2: Exactly. Mm. So you could look at it, look at it um, um, from the perspective that the world around us deals with nations and then our people only deal with colors so everybody else deals with being part of a nation but then we're coming from the perspective of we're a color we're a shade Mm. we're a continent we're two continents Mm. we're property and then expect the respect of nationhood
0: and it's like we just got all these barriers and all these things that we're putting on top of ourselves by acknowledging this color label that's been put on us.
2: Right. And, and then that's, that's from the historical perspective. So now when we go into the law perspective where majority of our, our people have issues, you, you'll see that in law black means civilly dead. So if you're civilly dead, how could you expect civil rights?
0: So, bro, like, why is it that, well, the Moors community is not, especially if Noble Jew Ali in the 1920s was trying to share this message and spread it to those who were still identify themselves as the label that was put on them as Negroes and trying to awaken them and let them know that they were Moors. But why is it that this information has not necessarily been more prominent you know like the the history of the moors is something that you have to dig deeper to uncover at least from the way it feels to me um even going back to to you know finding out what's happened in africa like why is it so hard to find this information why don't the moors aren't, aren't they talked about more why is it not a, a very more present society or nation i should say
2: well going back to um when you mentioned, you know, quote unquote, the brother's name that you needed reference again, Noble Juhali. Um Many people who we see today that say they're part of a school of thought, their origin is not before Noble juali mm. Because majority of all these people's master teacher or leaders studied from him. And when he got assassinated, they took, all his information and did their own thing going their separate ways, saving whoever they they wanted to follow them under the guise that that was for the liberation of our people. But it was a fraud cause they were calling it black or it was a fraud cause they were calling it Negro or it was a fraud cause they were calling it African slave or it was a fraud because they were calling it Indian or black Indian or whatever other term that they were putting to, to identify our people as. Mm. So we get to a stage now where the problems have, have, you know, the the anthill is now a mountain. Mm. We have serious problems that we need to fix right now. But it's only because these people didn't tell our people about their nationality. It's not because the white man did something because the people who were given the baton didn't pass the baton. They they, they held the baton in their hand and started playing like, like that's the scepter of the consciousness of our people. Everybody follow me. Mm. And then you have 25, 30 people doing that same thing. There's going to be confusion.
1: Mm.
2: So the Moorish paradigm is, is what's supposed to clear up the confusion to bring everybody back to the mindset that We're not Negro, Black-colored, Hebrew, Israelite, Temetic, uh, vegan, whatever, none of that. We're morons. And once we all unify under that, now let's go do what we're supposed to do.
0: And what is it that we're supposed to do, bro? Say that again? What is it that we're supposed to do once we unify?
2: When the people realize who they are, Mm -hmm. then they would just be themselves. But we've been we've been been so far removed from what being ourself is that it's better. We work for the next generation because mm. we're, 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 probably not going to get it in, in our realm, yeah. right? So how about we do things necessary so that the younger generations don't have to deal with the general generational curses that we had to deal with. I mean, and then they're looking out for the ones before them. We get to, to you know, and then it'll it'll take it'll take a couple generations. We're on the game like that, but we're not on the game like that because you know we're more interested in some, you know, nothingness that yields nothing for for our our posterity. Mm. Whereas everybody else is looking at, you know, they got a fifty-year plan, hundred-year plan, three hundred-year plan, Mm. two thousand-year plan. And, and they, and those are people who came later to the planet. We've been here before all these people and our conditions are the worst. Mm. And we keep looking at somebody did something to us and never look at ourselves.
1: Mm.
2: When more start talking, all the, the, the dust in the corner is getting swept out. You know, when more start talking, now you've got to pull stuff away from the wall and sweep behind stuff to really to really clean the place. Mm. You know what I mean? Because people have had this information. Didn't tell our people. Now our people are suffering, and they're pretending like some white man did something mm-hmm. when ain't no white man did anything that our people didn't sanction. Because well, how they get drugged in the community? Was a the brother they used, right?
0: Yeah. All right. So, like, bro, like you're you're hitting on some you're hitting some on some very interesting parts, and we're talking, you know, of the past, but history, and it's and it's just getting my mind jogging. You know, because now I'm thinking, right, like when it comes to the black community, you know obviously you know what you're alluding to is you know that the black community at some point has to take accountability and responsibility for itself and and start acting and and being who they truly are, and you know, but the issue is now that there's so many different nuances to what it is to be black right i mean a, a very common conversation that's being held in at least on this podcast regarding the black community is this is this division like there's a division you know or at least uh, a separation of identity between you know, black immigrants those from the continent and those who are here in the united states who are descendants of slaves and trying to unify that. But then, you know, from your perspective, there's even a, a larger um, agenda that needs to be fulfilled as far as us coming together. But there's also the religious piece, bro, because now you have Christianity. And obviously there shouldn't be a divide, but Moors are primarily Muslim. So like, how do you try to work through all those differences in order to achieve, achieve just one of the objectives? What do you think?
2: Well, the, the the truth is that the the division is coming from not having a nationality. Mm. So once we have a nationality, there's no division. So now we can get some work done, like we're saying we want to get done. But until we identify a nationality that we are, there's not there's always going to be division. So when people say, um, well, the different as soon as they say that, we're we're automatically not in that because we're we're dealing with nationality. We're not dealing with what club you belong to, mm-hmm. what you know. What I mean, sacred book that you got, what you know, type of headwear you have. Mm-hmm. We're not dealing with that. We're dealing with nationality, just like everybody else in the world. Mm-hmm. So we can't be put into the thing of the groups like that. You know, the idea that that there's the the the, the, the Africans, then there's the the, the blacks, and then we're, we're not, that's not the conversation that nationality goes in. It's just like when we speak to other nationals, if we speak to somebody from China, they don't have a bunch of people over here saying that they're yellow people, and then these people over here saying they're mixed people, and those people over there are saying that they're something else. They don't have that. Everybody's a, nation, everybody's a national of our nation. Mm-hmm. Even, even the bum is a national of our nation. You know what I mean? But when it comes to us, since we're not dealing with nationality, now we have all these, that's why we say identity crisis.
1: Mm.
2: Because we have so many identities, and none of them has done anything for us. So why are we playing with them? But then when we check history, the only thing that really stands out is ancient Egypt and Mars in Europe. So again, nothing else standing out. So if those are the two reference points that we have to use, then we should be using the one that's the Moorish paradigm and the ancient Egyptian mystery schools paradigm are the two um cultures of our people that are most prominent to us that we can relate to. Mm-hmm. But nobody but nobody speaks about that when Egypt fell, Egypt made the Moors the custodians of everything. That's how they were able to take all that stuff into Europe. Because the same ancient comedic mysteries.
0: I mean, this is deep. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm processing all of this and I'm like, wow. So, because a lot of it, you know, from even my personal research and understanding just the fundamentals of what happened to black people in the past and how did the economical greed that created racism and slavery lead to this whole division and, and separation to the point where we do become nationless as you know as a people and trying to find our way back right and that's that's kind of what it seems to be is like we are lost trying to find our way back and i'm gonna and i want i want us to go deeper into that but at first i'm curious now as to just your your past history and you mentioned that you found this as a product of you you know in your Rastafarian beliefs so like what were you what was your mindset like who were you before you became Kujo L? and how did this this whole enlightenment and awakening transform your life I want to know more about that
2: well we are we in in the jurisdiction where we're at Toronto we are in, in you know late 90s to mid 2000 you know we were one of the black conscious you know group organization that was you know doing lectures and doing stuff for the vendors to come and show the unity amongst everybody and whatever that's what that's what we were about
1: Mm
2: -hmm. right um we had we had keys to facilities where we can pick a date and we can go there and do whatever we want to do. Once it's are dealing with the, the raising the consciousness of our people. So when we got into this information, I realized that that whole unity thing that we were talking about as the black whatever was really just moral. It wasn't fixed in something. How come it wasn't fixed because of this thing called nationality that everybody else has because you know, I came up knowing people who were in the Filipino club of basketball or the Brazilian soccer club or the Capoeira Club, mm. because a lot of these things were national things that we were doing. It wasn't really a club. It was only a club for them to to, to get in and, and you know, look like they're doing something. But really that's their culture. Mm-hmm. So when I realized that knowledge of self is our culture, this is not something that we're just trying to do. Knowing thyself is what our ancestors did. They knew themselves better than anybody else knew themselves. That's how we were able to know everybody else so good. I was like, this is where it's at. Because mm. I came from that mind, black mind. I'm black, I'm African, pan-Africanism, came over here on a slave ship, came from all that. And when i check all these different schools of thought i mean i wanted to be noi because of because of the the fruits of islam mm.
1: mm-hmm.
2: right because i was because i was in cadets and all that stuff as as, as a youth mm-hmm. so you know what i mean like certain things you're going to gravitate to from your childhood even when you get older you know um but when i do research on them and i find out that well their founding members come from Morris Science Temple. Then why am I messing with them? Might as well go find out what Morris Science Temple is about. If that's the foundation of the people I'm looking to check out, mm-hmm. thinking that they're the foundation of something when they're not, when they weren't. <clears throat> you know. Um, you know the Rastafarian realm is how I really got into holistic health. Mm.
1: You
2: know what I mean, but. It wasn't until, you know, really Layla Africa and and you know, Jewel Pukram and certain people that put the health aspect in its proper context. Not just that this is something we do because we're no, this is this is a culture. So once you start realizing that, you know, we have we have everything that it takes. What is it that we're missing that we can't come together as a people and mm. and oh, we got to try this. We got to try. It. I'm gonna tell you right now. Don't try anything. What it is is nationality. Mm. That's what it is. That's the thing that we're missing. Why we can't get ahead. It's not the brains. It's not the brain. It's not the muscle. It's the nationality. Mm.
0: For those in, who, who, who may be listening, I, I will ask this on their behalf, because now you have people from all these various countries in the diaspora, right? In these different nations. So when you say nationality and you have you know, people who are already from Nigeria, Ghana, Kenya, Morocco... Right, all these places that are now considered nations. How can you then try to preach forming a nation? Why should we shed that nationality because of all the history that that, has been, that, that nation has been through to be what it is as an African nation? Why would I shed that history to I, acknowledge the Moorish nation?
2: Because the Ghanaian nation, the Nigerian nation, Morocco, all of that is part of the the Moorish empire. All those are the same people. You go to Ghana right now, you're going to see feathers, people with feathers on. You go to Nigeria, you're going to see people with feathers on right now. So they know what's up. It's only our people in America who don't know what's up. They're thinking when we say Moorish, this is limited to some building called Morosan Temple when nations, nations of the world call themselves Moors. The Filipinos call themselves Moors. In Filipino, it's called Moro. And they were feathers too. And you're going to go to Hindu, Hindustan, India, East Asia, and all that. And then they had a dynasty there called mauryan Mauryan dynasty, where it was people like us. Who were ruling over there? So we're the only ones that are out to lunch. Hmm. Everybody else is waiting for breakfast.
0: He said, "Out to lunch." <laughs> 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 I'm sorry, <laughs> and, um, but like, so, do you say they they they're wearing feathers? A feathers, you
2: know, like the hats that the Masons wear, and everybody mm. says those guys are Illuminati or whatever. Yeah, okay. they wear, they wear those.
0: Okay. Okay. No, I thought you said that. I'm I am a mason. So yeah. I, I was making sure that I was saying that just for the audience to understand. Okay. Um yeah. but yeah. So so I mean like what do you think what's the first step? You know, let's just let's just break it down to simplicity like what do you think is the first step, you know, to for someone who's listening on to this to the show and wanting to learn more about, you know, just this the Morris Nation and and, and trying to be enlightened to further Um, educate themselves about the parts of them that have been missing and taken from them or not shared with them for whatever reason what's the first step in order to become, to come back to this more nationality that we we, we truly belong to?
2: Well to put it in in, um, a practical perspective the first thing is accepting the fact that um you're going to have to save yourself because there's nobody, there's no entity, no ancestors, no whatever coming to save you. Mm. So you're going to have to save yourself. That's the first thing. If you can't get over that, then, you know, there's no sense going further. If you can get over the fact though that you are going to have to save yourself and nobody's coming to save you, then you would go to the online university that's called RV Bay Publications. Letter R, V as in Victor, B as in boy, EY, publications.com. And you're going to go on that website and you'll just browse that website for something that sparks your interest yeah. and start from there. Because, you know, one of the things with, with where we are as a people is that um we've been conditioned to thinking that one, there's some, some invisible enemy that we can't see that's doing something to us right and two, that there's some invisible whatever that's going to come save us yeah. so that has to be eliminated from our consciousness in order for us to be able to embrace or accept where the rabbit hole that we're taking you to, that, for example, our little conversation has you going off in your head mm-hmm. right? because that's what is supposed to happen when you get information,
1: mm-hmm.
2: especially if it's new. It's supposed to be intriguing, it's supposed to inspire you to look further, you know, and our people have have Been made, the the ridicule of consciousness because the joke they make is if you want to hide something from a nigger, put it in a book. Put it in a book, because they know we don't read. Not we don't read because we're dumb. We don't read because we rather watch reality TV show or the ball game, or we rather argue with our wife or something like that, opposed to reading. We only read if we only read. We would know so much about what we don't know, yeah. so we can get our stuff together, really. get ourselves in order.
0: It's it's so true. <laughs> I can't. I'm so I'm so amazed, um, and I'm loving this conversation because it's always. And I felt it was going to be a good one, but this is a rich one, bro, because it's it's powerful. You know, just the idea that when it comes to reading and and people just not wanting to read and not understanding how far back the world goes. If you just decide to open a book, it's, it's like a time machine that if you really, really look upon the, the, the way people documented things in order to, to keep their story alive and, and keep our, a, a nation or people alive, I mean, it's all written. That's, I mean, other than mouth to ear, um, oral you know, stories being told, once people learn how to write, I mean, they documented things and and if people really wanted to figure out and connect the dots, I mean, all you got to do is find the right book <laughs> and, and you can get halfway there, you know. And so, I mean, I just I wholeheartedly agree with that sentiment, man, that we have to read more. We have to encourage ourselves to not be distracted enough to the point where we can't allow ourselves to read and be informed about something. man. that's that's just very powerful
2: exactly because even even in scriptures it tells you you know our people die for a lack of knowledge mm. so if our people die for a lack of knowledge and then they choose not to get knowledge then what's what's going to be the outcome
0: you're killing yourself i mean that's that's what it is so like i mean so are you kind of killing
2: us? ourselves that's all we're seeing right now
0: yeah and that's what you just, you just,
2: spoke, killing ourselves.
0: you just spoke to it. And I was just going to ask you about like, what's, you know, present day situation, man, just, you know, all these things that are going down, you know, currently, and, and you know, you see it all the political scene, and, and just the civil unrest is going down. And, 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 you know, your thoughts, obviously, from everything that you've said, I can make the inclination that there's obviously a little bit of self responsibility that has to come through, because no one's going to save us. But Like, what do you think can, should happen right now, you know, and how do you think the Moors are responding um, based on what's been happening here in the U.S. to, to, to people, to our peoples here?
2: Well, as Moors, our duty is to raise the consciousness of our people. Like, that's our duty. So, the fact that you're on the info mm. and you want to have me on the podcast, I know mores are doing our job. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm not in denial that mores are doing our job. My, my question is who's not doing their job and how come we're not asking them about how come they're not doing their job? Mm. Opposed to asking the mores, what are the Moors doing? more has been doing what we're supposed to be doing, raising up our people,
1: mm.
2: bringing them back to this consciousness that we're a nation. We've been doing that. There comes a time when we move back again to the thing of saving ourselves. Mm-hmm. Right? The individual for themselves and their family has to realize that,
1: this hey, this is,
2: they talk about it in the, in the alchemist book.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Right? Yep.
2: They talk about making sure that, you're following your path.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You don't worry about what anybody else wants to do or say or whatever like that. Once your path is for righteousness and good and, and what, you just keep on that path. You're going to have signs that are going to lead you on the way. You're going to mm-hmm. have little trails leading you into, into dungeons or witches and, and ghouls and whatever. So watch where you walk. Mm-hmm. But the sojourn is yours. So when... when We look at this, look at it as an awakening, you know what I mean? It's uh, raising your consciousness, getting the right information so that it could resonate with your mind, so it resonates with your heart, so it could be applicable or practical to your existence, not just data your mind just full of stuff but you're not applying any of it that's useless information Mm
0: -hmm. i mean i think the universe like you said you know your journey the universe always will conspire to help you achieve that journey right like in the alchemist and it's my tube it's written so like man i think you shared you shared a wealth of knowledge brother i am i am heavily uh enlightened and and i'm just thinking like so what's next like, that's, I guess that's the only question I can ask right now is like, when it's all said and done, because you said, you know, five, man, five generations from now, we're so behind. Like, what do you think would be, in your opinion, as a more, what would be a great form of achievement in current times for us to reach in order to show that we are headed in the right direction?
2: Um, I think that. <clears throat> I think that there has to be a lot of self reflecting and self realization for for our people. Um, Because the things that the mundane things, we already built pyramids and built cities and and fed the world and taught the world, we already did all those things. You know what I mean? Um, So it ha- there has to be some other work that we're here to do. And the only other work that that would make sense would be getting more in tune with our higher existence. Mm. So I would look at that as a goal for our people, because once you change the mind, the conditions change. So we, we would look for our people to, to be constantly becoming more aware and raising their consciousness from wherever it's at. Don't limit yourself to one tool and thought. Bring, open your mind to to the greater understandings that are out there. Do not limit yourself, because once you limit yourself, then you're in the bubble, and you don't want you don't want to be in the bubble. That's the last place you want to be at. Mm. So we would look at. At, you know, um, spiritual evolution for our people. You know, and we already know it's not going to happen in mass. It's going to happen just like what what you're what you're doing. You know, what I mean, realizing that something's wrong, thinking about ways to try to correct the wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, finding reference points that you never thought about or whatever, and then now you're now you're going after those. Because something in your in your energy is telling you that this is the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. This is the right information to have right now. There's information that we that we receive that we know is not the right info, but we take it anyways. You know. Mm-hmm. But where we're supposed to be at is raising our spiritual awareness because we we've been lax in that. Mm. We've been very chill with our spirituality. you know? And once you're chill, chill with the spirituality, you're, you're technically disrespecting the ancestors because that's what they taught and that's what they brought to the world. So if we're not going to honor some spirituality, then that means probably the worst is yet to come. Mm. And if that's the case, then you better turn within and don't worry about trying to save anybody else out here. Put on your oxygen mask and save yourself. Mm. Don't talk about the fat guy's drowning. I'm gonna jump in and save him. Throw him a rope. <laughs> Don't jump in to save the fat guy. Don't do it. It's not gonna work out in any of your favors. Better you throw a buddy a rope or throw him something.
0: Take care of yourself, <clears throat> man. Brother Cujo L. Um, man, peace be upon you, brother. I appreciate you taking the time to to educate us about something that's important I mean I just I just have to say you know for something that I I did not know too much about other than the fact that you know it was it was founded or or tied into Islam and you know I understand what Islam means um, and what it stands for but when you take it to the next level and really start to to explore and open up you know, the, the, the hidden parts of what it is as a nation that we are missing uh, and why it's important and, and the whole aspect of, you know, who, who should really be the ones to save us? Who are we looking for to save us? Um, I mean, I think when you really reflect on that, it really, it really boils down to us, I mean, and, and how to go about doing that. I think there needs to be an, uh, an exploration and, and, a, and a pursuit of knowledge that has been you know that is not so easy that's not convenient for you, you know and that's and I think that's the message that I think um needs to be shared more is that it's not always going to be conveniently given to you um that you have to actually go pursue it and be willing to take it and embrace it um in order to truly understand what's who you really are, <laughs> you know who you really are, where you're really from um and what it means uh to connect back to the nation in which you belong to um and And I think that's powerful brother and I, and I thank you for being able to to perpetuate that knowledge um and i'm and I'm here to help with that, you know so uh yeah, brother, is there any other last words you'd like to share before we uh we peace out?
2: Well, I just want to say give thanks to you for for what you're doing and and wanting to at least have these type of discussions because you know we're this is the mission. Mm -hmm. get this this information to our people our people got info Mm -hmm. you know i mean they got books on the shelf and all that Mm -hmm. but without this information about your nationality everything that you have is not Mm -hmm. so for for you to you know step up and have this information on your panel during these times when nobody else is really doing this other than moors who have their own platforms. It's really about honors to you for getting this word out and um, know that we're at your disposal. Anytime you need to do this or people got questions or anything like that, you know, um, you could you could add us at um, Canaan Landmore's Instagram. Mm-hmm. C-A-N-A-A-N-L-A-N-D moors M-O-O-R-S Canaan Landmore's Instagram and Canaan Landmore's YouTube we got lots of info on there. Just, just plug in. Mm. Once you plug in, you'll get downloaded. Now yeah, you yield the floor on that. And mm-hmm. also, too, um, also look up that man by the name of Noble Juali.
0: Noble Juali,
2: I will. I no, don't, um, don't, don't fall for the religious, Islamic, whatever thing that they try to pull. Like mm-hmm. he's some type of, you know, circus magician or whatever.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Know that he was your statesman. Mm. He, was, he was your governor. He was your president, prime minister. He was your representative of your nation that went and told all these other people out here who are calling us that's been abusing you about who you are and that you are, you are going to return. So study that brother because everything that he laid down is what we're experiencing right now.
0: Mm. I definitely will. I personally will take take it upon myself to to dig into that information, and um, I'm looking forward to more more powerful, insightful conversations with you, brother. Again, thank you so much, and um, I, I wish you nothing but growth and more prosperity when it comes to your mission, bro. And I and I hope that one day we can be able to come back and really and look back at this and, and know that we've made some tremendous progress. Peace and love to all the family. Salaam to you, brother. Salaam to you, bro. so that's going to conclude this episode of my black is transnational i'd like to thank brother kujo l from the canaan land moors for coming on the show and talking with us and educating us about the history the present and the future of the moorish community wish them nothing but luck and i encourage you to follow them and you do your personal research and learning more about the moorish community and what it can do as far as impacting the transnational mission and goal of the black community If you like what you heard, you can follow us on at Black Transnational Podcast on Instagram, or you can check out our website at www.blacktransnational.wixsite.com slash podcast. Follow me, the host, at Black Transnational underscore. That's my Instagram handle. And you can check us out on Facebook at Black Transnational Podcast. Follow us, subscribe, and any of your favorite podcast listening apps. And if you like what you heard, please provide some feedback so that we can be able to continue to tailor our content for you. With that being said, I'd like to thank you all for tuning in. Until next time, my name is Dr. Kalechi Bay Lamberts. My black is transnational. And I hope by the end of this, yours will be too. Peace.